0: what's more likely to happen the Predators go on a wild playoff run or the Predators crash and burn and finish last in the central that's a debate we're gonna have along with some others on a special game called what's more likely plus which Predators would thrive in the new all-star game competition that's coming up today on Locked on Predators podcast
1: your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to start with a special hello to our loyal lockdown pred heads out there, the everydayers who turn into every single show. We love you guys and we appreciate the support you give us week in and a week out. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio and I have a partner in crime.
1: You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at the hockey news.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150. Bucks. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. On today's show, we kind of brought it up yesterday, but the All-Star Game is making some changes to the skills competition Designed by Connor McDavid. And that got us thinking uh, after we recorded yesterday's show. Which Predators would you pick for each event? Which ones do you think would absolutely dominate this competition? We're going to dive into that and pick the Preds we think would win each portion coming up here in a little bit. But first, it's another little game we got going on called What's More Likely? So basically how this works is Ann and I have basically like two polar opposite scenarios. Uh, and we are going to discuss which one is more likely. In reality, the right answer is probably something somewhere in the middle. But we that's not how the game works. We are discussing <laughs> which, right. which of the extremes do you think is more likely or maybe more accurate where the Preds are more closely going to land.
1: Yep. Love it. I think this is going to be great. This was actually a much harder exercise than yes. you think because of the whole. They're probably going to land somewhere in the middle. So this was a little bit tricky to come up with. But look, people, we do the work. We, we do, do the work.
0: We do the work. We, do the work. we make the the medium bucks. That's right. Uh, Anne, would you like to lead us off?
1: With yes. This scenario. I actually dug into the Nashville Predators record books because uh, Philip Forsberg just surpassed, uh, surpassed David Leguan for game winning goals or overtime goals. I think it was overtime goals uh, okay. in the last game. So I thought, you know what, let's just peruse the record books. So I came up with a what's more likely looking at the record books for you, Nick. So what's more likely? Roman Yossi will tie Shea Weber's goal record. Let me give you the numbers because who knows those off the top of their head? Probably somebody, but
0: no, that's you. Probably. After after perusing the record, after book.
1: perusing the record books, I can tell you, uh, Roman Yossi sits at 164 goals. Shea Weber has 166. So, what's more likely to happen? And this is a time frame. What's more likely to happen first? Okay, Roman Yossi. Ties Shea Weber, gets two goals, ties Shea Weber. Or UC Saros passes Thomas Vokun for wins. Saros is at 160. Vocun is at 161. So which is more likely? Basically, cool. I'm asking Okay.
0: You, which is, record gets broken first? Which
1: record gets tied or broken first? Is Roman Yosi going to tie Shea Weber by scoring two goals? Or is UC Saros going to surpass Vokun with two wins?
0: Oh, that's tough. I know really so like small numbers that you could you could theoretically see Roman Yossi getting like two goals in three games or something like that. Or yeah, or you could also see UC Soros winning its next two. Um gee. I, I, know. Would, I would have to say the UC Soros wins. Okay. First. Yeah. Uh I think that you know, Roman Yossi, I think, is going to have like 10 points by the next time that happens. But uh I don't I know I feel like it's a case of I can see um UC Saros getting two wins before Roman yossi gets two goals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, think, I know this is tough. Yeah. Both I, are going to happen, y'all. Both are going to happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which which way would you lean?
1: You know what, I actually think I'm going to lean a little bit to Roman Yossi getting two goals, but it's a tricky call because, you know, Yossi, 20, he's played 29 games, he has six goals. The way the system is, he's not maybe generating as much offense early as we're used to seeing from Yossi, but if you look at the schedule coming up, you see Soros Friday and Saturday are back-to-back, so you know he's not going to start both of those. So that gives you a little extra time for Yossi to score. Uh, Tuesday, they play Vancouver. That's going to be a little bit of tough game. Thursday, next Thursday, uh, they play Philadelphia, another tough game. And then Saturday is Dallas. So this isn't an easy goaltending week coming up. So for me, I'm going to lean a little bit Roman Yossi. But again, I feel like you could go either way because, you know, Yossi maybe isn't as involved necessarily offensively at five on five is, I think maybe what we're used to. So, yeah. but I'm gonna I'm gonna lean Yossi just because of the schedule. But it's a tough call. Both will happen. Everybody breathe through it. Both are gonna yes. happen. Yes, but, both will happen. Yeah. Anyway. Um.
0: Okay. And here's an interesting one for you. Okay. What's more likely to happen first? Okay. Tyson Berry gets traded. Ooh or literally any other trade where the next creditors <laughs> Predators happens.
1: Oh, this is, okay, this is tough.
0: Can I add some context?
1: Please do. Why I'm
0: asking is, because I think a Please lot of people do. were like, what, of course Tyson Berry is going to get traded first. There's been some whispers, and we saw this kind of like with the Jacob Chickren situation out there, that the market for Berry may not... Exactly, be as robust as the Preds would hope, wow. uh, whether because it's this early in the season. Barry, of course, uh, is four and a half million dollar cap hit. Um, so there's only a certain amount of teams right now who could like comfortably get him on the roster.
1: Yeah. Uh, and there's
0: a lot of talk that's like, okay, like teams may not be willing to make that kind of a hockey deal with the Predators right now until maybe they get a better, bigger picture. So that's where that comes from.
1: Yeah. So yeah. What are your thoughts, Anne? I think that's such a great question, Uh, not just for the game, but existentially, this is a great question. What is going to happen with Tyson Berry? Honestly, I'm, I'm with you in the sense that context really matters in this because It's very clear on the surface that Tyson Berry wants to go somewhere where he is going to get the playing time that he wants, where he's going to be involved in things like quarterbacking the power play. It seems pretty obvious that Nashville is not as sold on Tyson Berry's game. And maybe the situation and the way things were handled has sort of, I would say maybe made things a little trickier to navigate off ice with Tyson Berry in the front office as well. I don't, you know, I don't think it's probably as horrible as what it seems like when you watch it kind of unfold because it, you know, they all know this is a business, yeah. but I'm with you. I think the market is not, as you said, it is not a robust market for somebody like Tyson Berry. And that's not to say that, that he's mm-hmm. not a good player. That's not to say that he can't contribute somewhere. You just don't have a lot of teams that have that kind of cap space. Yeah, I'm not sure the predators are particularly committed to getting rid of him so much that they're like, we'll retain a whole chunk of salary. I'm not right. sure that's where Barry Trotz is. I don't think this is the same situation. And I say this with love as it was with Matt Duchesne. Yes. Um, I honestly think. This is so tough because you, how long can this go on with Tyson Berry? It kind of is what makes me lean towards surely Tyson Berry is going to get traded first. It can't go on like this forever, but friends, it probably can. And the market for most, any other predator, you know, you think of Dante Fabro, you think of Alexander Carrier, that's a very different market. And, And those are players that teams I think would be all over. So I know it seems unlikely, but I think another player could get traded before Barry. You have to find the. I think, ex- cool. I think you have yeah. to find the exact right situation for this Barry thing to work for two teams equally, and that's yeah. a tough fit. I
0: think, yeah, I still think Barry gets traded first. I think that might be the first domino fall. I don't think it's imminent. Like I think if there's a lot of Predators fans who saw that whole thing, and you know a lot of people around the league, and it's like, oh, Tyson Berry is going to get traded soon. I'm not necessarily convinced that it's going to happen imminent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also still think there's a path for him to kind of make amends with Andrew Burnett and become a big piece of the team. Uh, yeah. I think he's gone at the by the deadline, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but I don't, I I don't think it's like imminent. Like, I don't think like we're going to wake up on Monday, um, talking about Tyson Berry trade. And now that we said this, uh, stay tuned Monday as we break (laughs) down the Tyson Berry deal. That's right. Big thing for the Nashville Predators.
1: Oh my Uh, gosh.
0: We'll break down the big return and what X team is getting from their new defense.
1: hundred percent that you know. Well, and it's funny because when all of this unfolded, I was checking my phone regularly because I'm like, this is happening imminently there. There yeah. is no coming back from this, but I think the longer it goes on, the more the predators and Tyson Barry kind of see what the market is. I'm with you. This, this could be something where, you know, Barry kind of improves when they get some practices and he can mm-hmm. sort of show what he's doing. And, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it lasts until the trade deadline. I don't know. Right. Woo. But yeah, stay tuned Monday.
0: Yeah, stay tuned Monday as the Tyson Berry trade gets broken down. Uh, A couple more what's more likely scenarios, including how the Predators are going to finish this season. Yeah, We'll talk about that in just one second. But first, I want to mention today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. That's because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right. All you have to do is put down 5 bucks, And if your team wins, you get $150 bucks in bonus bets. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads player props, over/unders, and much much more. So visit fanduel.com/lockedon to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, and we are talking about scenarios and debating what are more likely for the Nashville Predators in the second half of the season. Uh, I guess we'll have a cool name for this segment at some point, but for now, for now we're just rolling with it. Uh and <laughs> Uh, Drop another one on me.
1: All right. I'm just going to go with the one that I think everybody is wrestling with right now as the Predators, you know, went through that losing streak, went on that winning streak, where they are right now. Nick, are the Preds going to miss the playoffs altogether? Or are the Nashville Predators going to make it to the postseason? Which is more likely? They miss it or they make it? Oh, I know it's
0: tough because I looked at, uh, I think Dom Lashusen's, uh, projections the other day and the Preds were like 51% chance of making it. So it's literally a 50, 50 thing. Um, you know, the thing working for the Predators favor, Anne Mm -hmm. is, I don't know how many of these other teams sort of in the conversation with them are really better than the Predators so true like are we are we saying like arizona right now is a better team are we saying st louis is a better team like is, is seattle and calgary better team like minnesota like are we are we i, I think the way that i'm looking at it is the Predators have a playoff spot right now mm-hmm. uh they have the believe it or not the first wild card isn't that crazy which is kind of crazy and i'm looking and it's like okay there's one team that's behind him that can probably pass them uh, that is the Edmonton Oilers who mm-hmm. have straight wins and yep. Connor McDavid is once again looking like Connor McDavid yeah but I don't I don't know if I can conceivably see like any team completely outplaying him down the stretch and I think they've racked up so many points early. That I I mean
1: I know I, I don't know and
0: I would say that they yeah I, I mean I would say at this point I think it's more likely they make than miss yeah just based on like math alone
1: yeah I think you are so right in the way you're looking at it because I really think the scenario is going to settle, not necessarily based on the Nashville Predators, but more on the teams around the Nashville Predators. Yeah. Because you watch the Predators play and you see, you know what, if even in some of the earlier losses, you know, you see a team that you're like, this is a team that has potential. Now, again, not saying that the Predators are going to make it, you know, the Stanley Cup finals here or anything, just talking about strictly, are they going right to make now, the postseason right now? Which, if you re- hey now, if you remember, Barry Trotz really kind of set expectations a little bit low. I think he was brilliant in how he kind of set expectations. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be fun. But you're going to need to be patient. So, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be a deep cup run or anything like that. But I think the Predators are playing well enough that they could make the postseason. So much of this is going to be decided by can Arizona... Continue to play the way they played early in the season. Is Connor Ingram, who you know we love we here love. in Nashville, uh, is Connor Ingram going to continue being the Connor Ingram that that has played well a co- you know, in the last couple of weeks? You know, is Edmonton going to continue to dig out of the early season hole? So much of this, I think, has to do with other teams and not necessarily with what Nashville has going. I'm with you. I'm going to lean into the optimism of this all and say the Predators are going to make the postseason. Um, I think they've got what it takes. I think it will be good to see them you know, they're on their second day of rest here today where they've played, you know, 14 games in 26 or 26 days, 25 days. It'll be good to see them kind of a little bit more recharged this weekend in the back-to-back and, and say, okay, how much of the last, the struggle in these last two games against, um, you know, against Montreal and in the game against Philadelphia was fatigue and how much is it something else? So yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to see. I'm going to go with, they're going to make it.
0: Let me do one more for you. Okay. What do you think is more likely to happen? The Predators reach the Western Conference Finals? Oh, gosh. Or the Predators wind up finishing, let's say, second to last in the Central Division. And I'm saying second to last because uh, Chicago. Bless. <laughs> oh, wow. It. Again, remember, these are the extremes. So you're not yeah. saying that either is going to happen. But what is more likely to happen out of those two?
1: You know what? I'm gonna actually say, and these these are extremes, so you're really you're really testing me here. I'm gonna say that it is more likely that the predators make the Western conference finals for a couple of reasons. Uh, Number one, I think there is really good mojo in this locker room with this team off ice. And I think that matters a lot. It's a comment that we've heard from players in the locker room. Um, This team is really gelling well off ice. There's a ton of energy, even through this long, hard kind of stretch of games that they've had through that losing streak. I don't think anybody really lost um, energy. I don't think anybody in the locker room was frustrated with anybody else. I think it's a pretty healthy locker room. I think if the players can stay physically healthy, it's more likely that they would reach the Western Conference Finals from your lips to God's ears. That's what I'm going with. What about you?
0: See, this is where I think maybe the nature of the game changes. I don't think it's – I think it's more likely with this Preds team, with this roster, something goes wrong and they crash and burn (laughs) – Oh, no. Rather than something going completely just right and they make the Western Conference Finals. Really? Again, that's that's just, I, I think, again, I mean, I just said I think it's more likely the Preds miss, make the playoffs than most. But mm-hmm. in terms of everything going right and the Preds finding their mojo and they find all these depth pieces and stuff like that. I don't necessarily see that happening to that extent. I think absolutely the Predators can make the playoffs, maybe have a good first round matchup, but you know, they're not beating the Colorado avalanche or Dallas stars in a seven game series. And I, I, this year I, I wouldn't even say they'd beat the Winnipeg jets in a seven game series. Um, I
1: don't know. I wonder if they get to the playoffs if the energy of the young guys and the experience of the veterans could create something magical. I don't know. That's That's, that's true. Game.
0: That's true. Um I, I I would say that but but at the same time it's like now it's you kind of have to look at the other teams in front and be like okay, who can the predators knock off. And I think a lot of people are saying well, you know, look at you know 2017. Look at the Florida Panthers last year. Of course they can do it. You have to say there is though both of those teams had better rosters, I think, than Nashville. Think we had a Matthew Kachuk. Okay.
1: I his think that's prime. fair.
0: We had a PK Suban in his prime and, and Pekka Rene. And you know, I, I don't think we have that same sort of unless UC Saros does his trademark like 970 say percentage. I don't see them making a deep playoff run unless UC Saros just absolutely completely steals one. Uh, which in case I think may be one of the biggest steel jobs in in the NHL. Ever. Quite the heist. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, so those are our what's more likely scenarios. Coming up, the NHL making changes to All-Star Weekend. They have added some new skills to the skills competition, changed that format a bit. And that got us thinking which Predators would thrive in these competitions. We'll tackle that coming up next.
1: First, I want to let you know, this episode is brought to you by AG1. It's the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. Look, I was somebody who wanted to get all the vitamins and nutrients and supplements in that we all know these days that we need, but all the pills, all the supplements and figuring out how much to take was just way too overwhelming. And I gave up. And then I was introduced to AG1. I now drink AG1 every morning. And I will tell you, I do notice a difference in things like focus, gut health, and energy, even into the afternoon. Adding AG1 into my life was so simple. After I get up, I just mix one scoop of this science-driven formula of vitamins, probiotics, and whole food source superfoods into a glass of water. That's it. It mixes with a quick shake. You don't need to get out your blender. You don't need any mixing gadget. And here's what matters most. Let's be honest. It tastes great. This is not something you're going to dread doing every morning. There's no choking down AG1. It has like a light, almost vanilla flavor. So I never dread taking it like I did when I faced all those pills. So if you're looking for a comprehensive solution for your supplement routine, you need to try AG1. Go to AG1 right now, and you're going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, and you're going to get five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. So check it out. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Again, check this out at drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Check it out.
0: All right. So on yesterday's show, we talked about the NHL Skills Competition. Connor McDavid helped the league make some changes to the skills competition, kind of more of a Hunger Games, or <laughs> or maybe more accurately a Decathlon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's a million dollar prize for the twelve players uh, who compete, and it's going to be more of like an all around uh, competition and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But That got us thinking which predators you would take in each event. So, Anne, Mm. uh, the first one, fastest skater. Who in Nashville are you taking?
1: I am taking, this may come as a surprise to some, I'm taking Kiefer Sherwood, baby. Kiefer Sherwood, this guy has got some wheels, and and you know I know there are some other players that maybe pop into mind quickly, but Kiefer Sherwood is going to be my go-to guy. Now, if Spencer Stasney's on the roster, then we're going to have to talk that out. But for me, fastest skater, hundred percent, I'm going Kiefer Sherwood.
0: Yeah, you heard me say. I think you hit at my answer. Uh, I would take um, Spencer Stastny. Yeah. I think he yeah. is absolutely one of the Dynamite. top skaters in the NHL, uh, or at least on the Nashville Predators right now. I think that he's very underrated just because mm-hmm. of that. So I'm going Spencer Stasney. Yeah, I would How love that. How about hardest shot?
1: Yeah, this one is a tough one because, you know... They don't really measure the shots. I don't get miles per hour on every shot. But I'm just going with the guy you know can do it. I'm going Roman Yossi. I know it seems obvious, but I'm going Roman Yossi. What about you? Who, how did you land on this one? This was a this hard one. This is another tough
0: one because it's like yeah. we only see like the slap shots of the people who like make the – are good enough to make like the All-Star Goals competition. You know there's some like big defensemen who can absolutely wreck it too. Yeah, um, I think I would still go Philip Forsberg.
1: Would you really? Yeah. On
0: this one, I think if he, you know, the way he's built, if he put his back into that shot, that's a tough shot. It's not being a Shea Weber slap shot, but
1: yeah. Philip yep. forsberg, I think, is deceptively strong. He is not necessarily a player that I think you look at on the ice and say, okay, that's a guy that can manhandle some opponents and and you know put a lot into a shot, but I think he is deceptively strong exactly.
0: um how about stick handling? who do you mm-hmm. think wins the stick handling competition?
1: Okay well, this one, I'm, not,
0: I'm not exactly sure what this is. I assume it's yeah. like the. The little obstacle. This is this is me stick handling. By the way, I, I <laughs> so assume you're assume, in the competition. kind of like the like the puck obstacle course, like the yeah. drills.
1: Yeah, you know what? I went back and forth between two, uh, but I I landed eventually on Philip Forsberg. I just I think you know he's got great skill. I'm curious to see who you picked, and then we'll talk about who my who my other one was because I'm curious who you went with.
0: This is one I would go Yossi.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. See, I, and, and I also was careful not to duplicate. So this made it yeah. hard. I kind of thought in the back of my mind, a little Yuso Parsonant.
0: Yuso Parsonant would be a good one. Another one that I think maybe would be pretty good. Hmm. Phil Tomasino. I think that would be a dark horse mm-hmm. in this competition.
1: I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Uh,
0: How about one timers?
1: Okay, I feel like we just are not seeing a lot of one-timers this season so far to weigh this out.
0: No, no P.K. Subban or no Ryan Ellis on the roster this year.
1: Well, and it's so hard because when you have seen those two players, it's funny you say that because I was like thinking about P.K. Subban going through this exercise. When you've seen P.K. Subban shoot a one-timer in Nashville, it's very hard to come up with a guy on the roster who's going to do that. You know, I, here's my dark horse, and and this is the cry of my heart, perhaps more than factual. I went Ryan Patrick.
0: <laughs> yeah. Get, you know,
1: funny. he doesn't get much of a chance to show it off, so maybe it's secretly there, friends. I yeah. went Ryan McDonough.
0: Yeah. Jeremy Lazan. No, oh, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, now that I think about it, Lazan would be a good pick. Lazan is actually shot, a great a Hard one. shot yeah um, would be great for that yeah i think somebody who is underratedly pretty good at one-timers tommy novak Very that's true. another one I, I think it's like we kind of it'd be interesting to see because he's so good like his hockey iq is so high that he doesn't need like one-timers from the circle he's just like three feet in front of the net yeah uh, but i would be interested to see these skills uh gustav nyquist another underrated uh yeah. one-time shot i saw him doing a bunch in detroit um, hasn't really gotten a showcase that a lot over the past few years, but that's another one.
1: Mm.
0: Um, passing challenge. I have an interesting answer for this one. Anna. Okay.
1: Let me hear, let me hear who you're going with.
0: I'm going Phil Tomasino.
1: I like that.
0: He is. It's because of how like his career and stats has turned out. I think he's become maybe the most underrated passer. Mm-hmm. On the Predators roster, like when he's going, when you see some of the passes he makes, yeah, they're like they're, it's like seeing eye, like just seeing eye passes, like good in space, passes so good that like again, like th- two years ago, even like Matt Luff and Michael McCarran had have slammed dunk goals. <laughs> so I think
1: I like you watch his actual passing skills, and it's they're so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I can see that one. I went Gus Nyquist. Because I really feel like, especially on that top line with Ryan O'Reilly and Philip Forsberg, you are really seeing him find these guys in tight space and and being very successful. He's third in assists behind uh, Forsberg and Yossi. So I think Gus Nyquist has really brought something when it comes to passing to the team.
0: Gus Nyquist is a really good passer, too. A really underrated passer. Yeah. Rapid fires through some of these. accuracy shooting.
1: I am going Tommy Novak. Interesting, I, I've I've just seen some things, friends. I'm going Tommy Novak. I also wrestled with Ryan O'Reilly because who can that man shoot?
0: I went back and forth between. Uh, there's a three: Ryan O'Reilly, Roman Yossi, or Philip Forsberg. Yeah, I yeah. think I would go Forsberg.
1: Yeah, yeah. What about shootout? Who are you taking in the shootout?
0: Oh, this is another tough one. Yeah. Um, God, I, I wish Ryan Johansson was, weird, <laughs> not, was still on the team right now. 10%. Um, you know, somebody who has been very good at shootouts over the years. Um, I'm gonna go Gustav Nyquist.
1: Yeah, somebody
0: yeah. Who's, who's been a little bit underrated in the shootout.
1: Yeah, I went straight Ryan O'Reilly. I mean, that goal that uh, he had in the shootout in the last uh, last shootout game that they had where it was like Nyquist, O'Reilly and Forsberg. I was like, Ryan O'Reilly, that man has children or he doesn't yet. And things live on the Internet. Just incredible shootout goal. Yeah. Obstacle course. Who's winning the obstacle? This course is right? the
0: big this is the I guess the grand finale. And yes, I guess one of the more interesting ones. I think you have to take the best all-around player, like the best player with all the skill sets. Yep. And so for me, I think that's Roman Yossi.
1: Interesting. I had the same theory. I went Philip Forsberg.
0: Oh, I think Roman Yossi, best combination of speed, skating, stick handling, passing, shooting, all of that. Like, I think he is like the most well-rounded.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I love that we have two we could debate that on.
0: How I, lucky yeah. We it. <laughs> it's better than having <laughs> no one. You can do. Better debate. than none. Yeah, That's right. All right. Well, let us know your thoughts on this. Either comment on our YouTube page or tweet us at LO underscore Predators. We would love to hear your thoughts uh, tomorrow. Two games that we have coming up. Big one against Carolina tomorrow night uh, and then a weekend contest. So we will recap or I guess preview that uh, to see what the Predators need to do to get two wins this weekend that's going to do it for us on today's lockdown predators podcast thanks for making us your first listen of the day back with an all-new episode tomorrow see you then